W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective in 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I am a life coach, author, a speaker, and I'm here for you for the next two hours to offer free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. So what is disturbing your peace? What happened over the holidays? What relationships do you have to improve or grow? Is it your relationship with God? Your relationship with yourself? Your relationship with your family? Relationship with your neighbors, your coworkers? Whatever might be troubling you, God's been telling you, get some help, do this be better. I hope you've taken some time to reflect over the holidays to see what God really wants for you. And if you're struggling with any of that, give me a call. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. And the number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem is toll-free 877-573-7825-877-5-PEP-TALK. I've been here on Catholic Radio for 24 years now offering this kind of advice, first with Dr. Ray Garendi sharing the days with him, the week with him, and uh, now for the last several years here on Mass Appeal on Saturday mornings. So we have many listeners here today, and I welcome you, whether you're a new listener or you've been listening for decades now, whether you listen to EWTN Radio every day or you work every day during the week and just listen on Saturdays, I welcome you and invite you to call, because your calls drive the show, and you decide what the topics are today. The number is 877-573-7825. You call in, Melissa will answer the phone, and you tell her your first name and where you're calling from or what station you're listening to, and then the topic of your question. She'll put it on my board, and then I will call you when it's your turn. So give us a call, 877-573-7825. My background is in family life education. Besides being a life coach for all topics, helping people make changes, set goals, improve relationships, solve problems from a Catholic perspective. And I'm also the author of Love and Life, a Christian sexual morality guide for teens, Sex Respect, the Option of True Sexual Freedom, which is a, um, a public health book about sexual abstinence, and my new love Ed video discussion series for parents of preteens, teens, and even little kids ages 3 to 11. It has six books and 22 video clips to go with it. And at the end of this month, I'm going to be appearing on uh, At Home with Jim and Joy on EWTN TV. So put those dates on your calendar. If you want to see me instead of just hear me, I will be on um, At Home with Jim and Joy on January 23rd and 24th. 
and uh, talking about love ed and how we can teach our kids to be pro-life in this crazy world that is absolutely confused. How do we set a good foundation for our children so they understand the beauty and goodness of the Catholic teachings and of marriage in a world that is against maybe everything that the Catholic Church is standing for right now and is trying to undermine every point of Catholic sexual morality that God designed to protect us. So if you want to learn more about love ed and how to use that with your children, your godchildren, your grandchildren, your parish, um, watch Jim and Joy, At Home with Jim and Joy. I'll be on there as the guest on January 23rd. No, is it, what did I say? 23rd and 24th, right. Okay, see you then. So that's about Love Ed. But you can learn more about Love Ed right now, actually, if you don't want to wait. You can go to my website, respectforyou.com. Respect, the number four, the letter U, respectforyou.com. And you can uh, learn more about Love Ed, learn more about my life coaching. Always listen to the last radio show that we link to the archives at Ave Maria Radio and learn more about my work and the other books that I've written. So you can go there, respectforyou.com. My background was in teaching as well. I was a high school teacher with a master's in health education. I've got specialties in health, science, physical education, and theology. I've traveled the world in the 80s and 90s with sex, respect, and love and life training catechists and even public school teachers all over. I was invited to the Vatican in the 90s when they released the truth and meaning of human sexuality to meet with the Pontifical Council for the Family under Pope John Paul II. So I've been on Oprah, Geraldo, 60 Minutes, Dubinville Youth Conferences. I've debated the ACLU and Planned Parenthood, standing up for life and the truth about the Catholic teachings on human sexuality and marriage for my entire career. And so if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm here for you for the next couple hours. Give me a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. If you don't have any problems, stay tuned for some free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Maybe we can, maybe somebody else is going to call in and they're going to express something that is a problem you're going to have next week. I get so many emails about this and they say, oh, I, I just heard you say this on the radio and then it came up and I was ready to respond. So if you do face a personal problem right now, we can explore your options and some solutions, some ideas of action steps to take. So give me a call, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast. You're listening to Catholic Radio. This show is Mast Appeal and your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today. But I'll introduce a few topics at the beginning. One is a quote that inspired me from Pope Benedict XVI. He said, Lasting peace, because we're all looking for peace on earth this time of year, right? Lasting peace flows from the recognition that the world is ultimately not our own, but rather a horizon within which... We are invited to participate in God's love and cooperate in guiding the world and history under his inspiration. A beautiful gift and a beautiful challenge. So the earth, or the world, is not our own, but it's a horizon where we're going to participate in God's love. So God is loving us through the sacraments, through our participation in all the activities of the church, the liturgical rites, our family life, our, our own uh, vocation, through participation in all those things that God has given us. We're to guide the world and history under his inspiration. Okay, how are we doing that? Are we guiding the world? Are we even guiding our own family? 
under the inspiration of God. So thank you, Pope Benedict XVI, because we're going to have peace when we do that. If we watch the news or listen to all those crazy things that are going on in the world, we will not have peace. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes you just have to not watch it for a couple of weeks <laughs> in order to have peace on earth. But Pope Benedict XVI says, Lasting peace flows from the recognition that the world is ultimately not our own, but rather the horizon within which we are invited to participate in God's love and cooperate in guiding the world in history under his inspiration. If you're trying to do that, guide your family, yourself, your community, your parish under God's inspiration and struggling with that, I can help you with that too. Give me a call. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This morning's first reading reminds us who we are, where we came from, and what God has done for us. It says, Beloved, who indeed, this is 1 John chapter 5, who indeed is the victor over the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's what can bring us joy in this new year. I added that last line. (laughs) John continues, This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water alone, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one who testifies, and the Spirit is truth. So there's three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are of one accord. So later in that first reading, he says, and this is the testimony. We've got to keep this in our hearts when we're trying to get through our daily life. The testimony is God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So whoever possesses the Son has life, And whoever does not possess the Son of God does not have life. Does that make you want to get to know Jesus even more? To read the Gospels more? To read the Catechism more? To be absorbed in God's love? To pray that his love will be inside of you? That you can exude God's love to all the people around you? And John says, I write these things to you so that you may know that you have eternal life, you who believe in the name of the Son of God. That can give you that joy and that peace that Pope Benedict XVI talked about. How can we spread this, the joy and the love of God and the peace of God to the world that we live in, whether it's just um, the people that we write letters to, the people that we see, um, talk to on the Internet, or the people that we see in our family, our neighbors, the people at our church. There are people even troubled in all of our parishes. You never know when you walk in morning Mass or Sunday Mass what somebody has gone through just to get there. I always pray for people to come in late, and instead of judging them for being late, I thank God that they got there at all, because there must have been some horrible things going on that delayed them. It's not just that they were lazy and slept late most of the time. It's that they tried to get out the door, and maybe their husband or wife was um, arguing with them or didn't want to go, or maybe one of their kids lost their shoe, or they had a teenager they had to drag out of bed. So I just am so grateful. I pray of Thanksgiving when people come into Mass late that they finally got there. We glorify God in all things. This morning Psalm says, Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. So take that in. Let God love you. Let him strengthen you. He has blessed your children within you. And of course, this morning's gospel that inspires us as well is the baptism of our Lord. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. 
One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I baptized you with water, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And most of us listening have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And if you have not been baptized, consider calling your local Catholic church and see if you can get in next year's RCIA class for the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. Or get, befriend someone who's Catholic and ask them some questions about the Catholic faith and be baptized in the faith. Mark chapter 1, verse 7. This morning's Gospel says, It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. So you're wondering, why was Jesus baptized? On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, ascending upon him and a voice came from the heavens you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Think of those words and think of God speaking to you as you examine your conscience each night or as you're getting up doing your morning prayers if you're out on the West Coast. Is God pleased with your day today? What can you do to, to make him be pleased with you, that he will be pleased with what he sees in you? The spirit, the water, the blood, and the three are of one accord, it says in our first reading. So after this baptism of Jesus, the spirit descends like a dove immediately after Jesus emerges from the water. So just like God breathes life into us, into each human person at the dawn of creation, God's uh, consent to baptism bless the waters for our sacramental use. So throughout salvation history, Water is the sign of initiation, and the blood is for our purification, and the Spirit is our consolation and inspiration. I'll say that again. Throughout salvation history, water is a sign of initiation, blood is for our purification, and the Spirit is our consolation and inspiration. God provides every substance on earth necessary for the divine life. So when we submit to the duties and rituals of our faith, like Jesus submitted at baptism, we can partake in these spiritual goods daily at every single Eucharist we attend. Give us a call with your question or problem as you're trying to live out this faith and thank God for this life you're in. What are you struggling with today? Oh my goodness. Is it your sister-in-law? Is it your spouse? Is it your relationships at work? Are you trying to make a big decision and you want a second opinion? Are you so critical and you're trying to change over the new years of not criticizing other people or being um, sour around everybody or maybe feeling sorry for yourself? Give me a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. On the next Epiphany. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Vanessa Denhagarmo here. Jack Crisula comes on the program to tell us about an upcoming talk at St. John Resort. Then Ed Van Buskirk, founder and executive director of If You Love Me, tells us about a bill that has been filed in the Oklahoma legislature. Epiphany, weekdays at noon on Ave Maria Radio. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle. In the fifth rule of St. Ignatius of Loyola's 14 Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, St. Ignatius gives a critical guideline regarding whether one is to change spiritual decisions or determinations when experiencing spiritual desolation. He wrote, In time of desolation, never make a change. 
St. Ignatius is clear. We are never to change spiritual decisions or proposals that were made either prior to a current experience of spiritual desolation or to spiritual decisions made when a person was in a time of spiritual consolation. Father Timothy Gallagher writes, As always in discernment of spirits, Ignatius has in view the spiritual life and what concerns it. These changes then will be changes with direct pertinence to our life of faith and pursuit of God's will. How might Rule 5 be of help to you today? For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, as though being born and laid in a manger in Bethlehem was not humbling enough, our Lord chose to lower himself in the lowest spot on the earth's surface, the River Jordan. There he would be baptized for our sake and God as Trinity would be revealed. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Welcome to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio. I know I wasn't live last week, but we're live this week where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. I was with my two oldest grandchildren last week. We did what we called a wisdom trip. We have two 18-year-olds, and we tried to pass on wisdom. We had questions at night and prayers in the morning and got to know them more deeply and passed on some wisdom to us. Try it. If you haven't done that with your grandchildren yet. Okay, here I am for you. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. Give me a call with your question or personal problem. What do you need help with today? Relationship with your grandchildren? Do you need help with kindness, maybe, or patience, or joy, diligence, silence, courage, wisdom? Um, do you need to be kinder to your wife and you don't know where to start? Uh, do you need some peacemaking skills? or um, Are you bound up in a habitual sin of laziness or sloth and you need encouragement and a new mindset to get moving? Or you haven't been to confession in years and you want to know how to return? Or maybe your mother or father left the faith in their old age and, and you're trying to um, help them maybe along and evangelize them a little bit because you're concerned for their soul before they dive. die. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever's bothering you today, give me a call. Let me help you. Get that next step. 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Got an email from someone who says, please answer this today. Um, and it's from Katie Lynn. Not Caitlin, but Katie Lynn. You can tell it's a young person because names of older people are biblical names and common names. And, and then the next generation and the next generation, parents kept looking for more unique names and then they changed names. So it, you'd think it was Caitlin, but it says Katie-Lynn. Okay, so important question though for all of us to learn from. She said, um, please answer this before I go back to college this weekend. So we're starting off the show with Katie Lynn's question. She says, I'm in college at a public university and most of the girls I know are on the pill just in case. She had that in quotation marks. And she says, I'm not in a relationship, and I know the Catholic Church is against the pill, but I don't know why. Is there an explanation that non-Catholics would understand? Thank you, Caitlin. 
Well, sure. When I, I wrote Sex Respect and trained teachers, public school teachers all over the country, I had to learn how to explain why abstinence is the best answer in secular language according to public health and having a master's degree in health education from a public university helped me put that sex respect thought together and, um, and so I can do that and then to teach kids why birth control is harmful to them I can do that too but let me just give you a minute because you are Catholic let me tell you why the Catholic Church is against it then I'll tell you how you can explain it to people who don't respect the Catholic Church teaching so first of all the Catholic Church teaches that the contraception is wrong first of all contra it's against conception um, because God placed within our bodies and within the marriage act that it is love giving and life giving and this love giving property that it bonds a couple together in love and even there's hormones and a chemistry that goes with that the oxytocin and vasopressin and the life giving property which is the, pro the potential to give life at, all, at each marriage act that is during that eight days of fertile time each month so the church says that the love giving and life giving properties of the marriage act cannot be separated because when you try to separate them what we've seen is that we begin to destroy the whole love and the life and so we see that by the divorce rate going up hugely after birth control became popular even in marriage. Um, so the church teaching is love and life cannot be separated because the marriage act, which should be only in marriage of course, should be a total self-gift, a total gift of one to the other with no conditions. So you want to say with the, your body language, I give my whole self to you unconditionally and forever. When you do this outside of marriage, it's a lie. When you add contraception, you're not saying, I give my whole self to you or, or I give it unconditionally. I only give it under the condition that you don't have a child. Or you say, I love all of you, but, but not your fertility. Go ahead, get rid of that, cover it up, block it out, uh, chemically treat it, get rid of your fertility. I don't love all of you, just I just want to use you right now for my pleasure, but I don't want our love to carry on forever and ever. So what happens when you use contraception it becomes like fake sex. It changes the meaning of what God intended for the marriage act of giving our whole self open to life and that our love might become alive in a whole new person if we have marriage relations on that week of the month, the eight days of the month that we might be fertile. Could be six for some, eight for others. But he wants couples to unite in love all month long when they are married. So that's the, the Catholic explanation. Katie Lynn, um, but the, the explanation you might, might want to tell kids at a public university is different. Um, that birth control, the birth control pill is an oral contraceptive, it's taken by mouth, and it prevents a woman's body become pregnant most of the time if she engages yeah, you know, in sexual intercourse, and it comes in many forms. It's the there's a progestin-only pill and a combination of progestin and estrogen. But here's the thing that I don't think young girls understand that you need to tell them that all the vital organs in your body are affected by the use of this contraceptive pill because it contains these powerful steroids that constantly remain present in a young woman's body who's on the pill. So these pills, the pills, artificial hormones, they suppress the woman's production of normal progesterone and estrogen. So it suppresses her regular hormone uh, uh, development and the hormone excretion. So it shuts down what would have been a healthy body 
it was healthy and now they shut it down so there's nothing really healthy about birth control it takes a healthy girl system and shuts it down and so this constant presence of these powerful steroids is not good for this girl for any girl and the pill has a lot of side effects because of that so the pill works by first preventing ovulation and that to release one ovum or oocyte from the ovary and it can second action is can cause the mucus in the cervix to change so that if sperm reach the cervix it's more difficult for it to enter and then the third action of the pill is that it thins the lining of the uterus so that if the first two actions fail and a new human being is conceived then this tiny baby boy or girl is going to die before they can hang on, before they can attach to the lining of the uterus. So it kind of flushes them out. So the third backup mechanism of the birth control pill is an abortifacient. It creates a little abortion. And some women are just horrified when they hear that. I had a friend that I explained this to years ago. She was absolutely horrified. That she didn't, she didn't, she thought contraception was preventing abortion. She didn't know it was part of that chemical abortion. So, in other words, if the, the third action of the pill occurs, the woman's body rejects the baby and it's a chemical abortion. So, you might, you might be told that the pill can't cause abortion, but that statement is based on an incorrect notion that pregnancy begins at implantation. And that's not true. It's a lie. It's false. It's dishonest. So, don't be misled. So, those are some of the things that you can tell your um, secular friends just some of the science of that so then they might want to know about the safety of it so um, any of your friends if they're not using the pill tell them not to start and if they're on now um, take out that patient package insert and read it and tell them to read the side effects that are on that package so that you're more susceptible to sexually transmitted disease you have increase of cervical cancer increased risk of breast cancer um, possible ectopic pregnancy even later on um, when you're married um, endometrial atrophy uh, mood swings depression blood clots tender breast stroke weight gain so have them read what's supposed to be the safety information as well as the pill does not protect anybody against a sexually transmitted disease so so there's some information for you katie lynn i didn't know if you expected that much to teach your friends at the public university why contraceptive is wrong at least from a health perspective for a gift that truly stands out for someone in your professional network Send a premium gift basket from Colasanti's Market in Highland. Fully customizable options include Ghirardelli chocolate, premium wine, in-house smoked sausage and jerky, artisanal cheeses, locally made jams, or a dessert from Colasanti's Bakery. Visit Colasanti's.com. That's C-O-L-A-S-A-N-T-I-S.com. Or call 248-887-3205. Food for the Journey, Sister Ann Shield. You know, we would avoid a lot of difficult arguments just spouting off at the mouth, as we sometimes say. Just ask the Lord, give me the words to say. Maybe I'm rightfully angry, but if I just shout and yell and scream, what good is that going to be? Brothers and sisters, God can give us much more control over our anger, over our fear over our language. And so whenever you're in a tight spot, just stop for a moment and say, Lord, what would you have me do here? God is good. I don't mean he's going to say words that will come down from heaven. But if you pause just for a moment 
you get hold of yourself and you may well get a thought that you didn't have before. And sometimes it's just quiet, but it's enough to bring down the steam. And then you think what is really right to say here. You might be justifiably angry. How do we respect the other person while we're correcting them? Please, brothers and sisters, let us open our hearts to God in those moments. Sister Ann Shields gives you food for the journey weekday mornings at 645 and again at 1130 on 990 Ave Maria Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem, or if you need a second opinion on a decision, um, is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I'm a life coach, author, a speaker. You can learn more about my work at my website, Respect the number four, the letter U dot com. You can also call in today since our, it's our first show of 2024. Call in with um, maybe a resolution that you kept in 2023 uh, and that you kept it all year or maybe how you grew spiritually and what you did to facilitate that. That might inspire our listeners. So how did you grow this past year in 2023 and what did you do to do that? And that might inspire some of us here in 2024 to know how do we do that? How do we get closer to God? How do we grow? How do we get more holy? How, um, how do we become the person God means us to become, that he intended to us to become? So give us a call with your question or personal problem, or how you grew in 2023 and what you did to grow that way in virtue um, and in goodness and in holiness. So two things you can call about, questions or personal problems, or what you did last year that you fulfilled and we can and it can inspire us for this year. All right, and we have a caller on the line, but I just want to finish up with Katie Lynn. Um, the the fine, I gave her all this information right before the break, but but your best option, I just want to tell you, is to convince your friends as well as yourself. People might try to convince you that the pill is totally without risk, but that's not true. So the pill could be harmful to you and your friends. So tell them that it also has potential to kill your baby with that backup abortifacient mechanism, you know, without you even knowing it. So chastity is the best choice for single people. It helps you stay healthy. It assures you you will not be faced with a so-called emergency in the first place. And if you're married, be faithful to your spouse. And if you have sufficient reason as a couple to avoid having a baby right now, learn about natural family planning. So don't take chances with your physical and emotional health when you have such excellent options. So be good to yourself. Don't take the pill. Katie Lynn, thanks for the question. We got that fully answered before you went off to college this weekend, and I'm sure it helped a lot of people learn as well. All right, our first caller today is Rudy from California. You can give us a call, too, at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Rudy from California, listening on Sirius XM Channel 130. Welcome to the show, Rudy. How can I help you today? Yes, thank you. I have two granddaughters that aren't baptized. One is 15 and the other is three months. Um, I bring it up with her mother, my daughter, uh, multiple times. I brought it up with her about getting the kids baptized. 
Mm-hmm. And at first she was like, for the first daughter, she said, well, she wanted to wait till she was older, but so she could make her own decision. And she's now 15. And so I keep bringing it up. However, it's just like I keep praying about it. And all she says is I'm thinking about it. I don't know what to bring up to her anymore because I don't want to drive her away by bugging her about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what do you recommend? Okay, you don't want to bug her. And, and, and the, the child is 15. And how old's the other um, daughter, granddaughter? She's three months. And my oh, okay. daughter, you know, was born and raised Catholic, but she kind of shifted to a Christian church. Okay, all right. And uh, do you have a relationship with the 15-year-old at all? Do you talk to her? Yes, yes, I've I've taken her, you know, we've visited church. I've explained the uh, Catholic Catholic, uh, uh, religion to her and everything. And, uh, you know, she shows interest, but it's her mother that I just can't get get the ball rolling. Okay, you're on the right track, Rudy. You've brought her to church. You explained the Catholic Church teachings. You've talked to her mother about this, and your her she your mom her mom <laughs> must not understand yet the value of baptism. She doesn't understand the value of grace. Actually, I know someone whose parents uh, chose to not baptize a child, and then said they'll baptize them when they're older, and and the child said, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to be Catholic, you know, and they were dating someone who was Catholic. They said, are you Catholic? Like, no, but I've always wanted to be. You know, so um, the value of this, particularly in today's world, is God's grace. People are looking for something deeper. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for something spiritual. And we receive grace. We receive God's life in us through the sacraments. So it's not just the external sign, but the external sign of baptism is um, representative of the internal cleansing of original sin and the internal indwelling of grace it's not just oh we're part of the family now which is important which is good we are part of a community but maybe think of some visuals that can help her understand and appreciate that she wants her children to be part of God's family for example when God looks down from heaven I see this I when I go in airplanes I, I think of this like when God looks down from heaven he's looking down for his lights who is mine well, he said, if you keep my commandments and abide in my love, my joy is yours and my, your joy is complete. But where do we get his love in the first place? At baptism. And then in continuous through the Eucharist. So reminder that the, that the indwelling of God's life in us is very important for this teenager to get through life right now. And very important for this three-month-old um, to, to live a life of virtue. The life of virtue is so much harder without God's grace. We are limited as human beings. And this 15-year-old right now is facing a very confused world and needs all the spiritual help that she can get. So no matter how many you know, leadership courses she takes or how, what good grades she gets, without God's help, she will be limited in terms of how she can make the world a better place and how she can live this life of fullness and fulfillment on her own. So remind her that this is not just a... Um, a, a ritual, but it's a, the baptism is the outward sign 
of an inward dwelling of bringing God into our life and the strength that he offers us with sacramental grace as well as actual grace each day to get through our life. So a reminder that this is going to help her daughter tremendously. Then since you visited church and told her about it, the next and she hasn't decided, the next thing you want to do is find out where they are, what parish they're closest to, when the baptisms are, when the baptism class is, get all the information ready for them so it's as easy as possible. I don't know if you're in the same town or not, but you can just call their parish if they're not in the same town mm-hmm. as you. Are you in the same I've town? Okay, no, and I've you know when the ba- city, but I've done that already. I've given them the information. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. And Thank I would say, say instead of nagging them, go ahead and keep praying. And then uh, without nagging, about every 90 days, bring it up again. Or every time there's a strategic thing going on in the church. For example, the, the weekend before Ash Wednesday. People are all over the world are thinking about Lent. So bring it up then and you're not nagging. Bring it up Holy Week again. So that's like 40 days after that. And some, remember Jesus in the Bible? He said he, he answered that woman that was nagging, nagging, nagging him because she nagged. Well... You're not nagging. You're continuously loving them. So remind them again at Easter. Remind them again about Pentecost. Say, would you like to come celebrate Pentecost with us, you know, to to Mass. Invite them to Easter. You know, and keep just periodically bringing it up. You're not nagging. You're um, inviting someone. If you knew something wonderful, if you had a million dollars to give them and they wouldn't take it, You'd, they'd probably um, respond differently. Um, but you'd say, okay, I want to give you this gift. This is one of the greatest gifts you'll ever receive. And keep reminding them regularly without nagging them every week, just seasonally. Thanks for the call, Rudy. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. We Catholics have lots of ways to pray. Novenas, litanies, meditations, you name it, we've got it. With so many ways to pray, there's sure to be a way that fits your family. No matter how you pray, though, it's important to remember why we pray. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, prayer is, quote, a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God, close quote. When we sit down to pray as a family, we're not just checking off another chore on our to-do list. We're helping one another deepen our relationship with God and each other. If you're not sure where to begin, try this. Before meals and family gatherings, say, let's remember to take a moment to be in God's presence. And then take even 30 seconds to praise God, to thank Him, and to ask for His grace and blessing for your family. For more ideas about praying with your family, visit CatholicHOM.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me family. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Which of the seven sacraments has been especially instituted by Christ to aid those who are being tried by serious illness? It is the sacrament called the anointing of the sick. This sacrament was particularly promulgated by the Apostle James, who said, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call the priests of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick man, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Over the centuries, the sacrament came to be used on those who were dying, and was called extramunction. But in this day and age, it is seen not as a sacrament strictly for those who are near death, but also those who are gravely ill, in the hope they will recover. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Thank you for listening. 
to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith or help others living out their faith. We have a lot of people that are fulfilling God's command to go out and share the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he rose from the dead so that we can be free and we can be full of joy and fulfilled in this life and bring his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. So share that good news with others. So whether you're a a grandparent or a parent trying to convince others, um, remember to keep sharing that good news. And if you need some ideas on that, give me a call. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Also, because it's our first show of the new year, we'll take calls on what you did in 2023 to facilitate any spiritual growth. How did you grow spiritually in 2023 that could inspire us now in 2024? So, if you have a good story to share, that would uh, be helpful to us. And then give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number is 877-573-7825. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. Our next caller is Kelly from Ohio, listening again on Sirius XM Channel 130. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How can I help you today? Hi, thanks, Colleen, for taking my call. I'm trying to get some help with a problem that I have with a shared parenting plan. I have a 15-year-old that just recently moved with his dad this past August. And since he's moved about 35 minutes away, our time is minimal together because I don't have much control over what dad. We have a document. We have a decree, but they're not living according to the decree, and I can't always Mm. get him on the time that I'm supposed to get him. So this shared parenting regarding this past break is what I have a question over. I only have my son for the weekend and this weekend. We're supposed to have half and half. Mm. So he's with me now, and I'm trying to get how I work through my anger because I think they both are together with this because he can do things over at Dad's house with video gaming and different things like that that he doesn't do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see how I work through this and don't continue to damage the relationship the little bit that I have with my son now when he did used to live with me. Mm, yeah, that's a lot of anger to work through because you, you have a fear for your child and his future. Yes. Um, you don't like what's going on, and you actually have no control over that, right? Correct. And so so Correct. you are emotionally distraught and wondering what's going to happen, and then a lot of this is rooted in this, this fear, which you know creates this anger as well, like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Okay, how do we work through this, this anger? Because we don't want to let that fester. We don't want it to turn to bitterness. We don't want it to turn our son away from us as well. Um, so first of all, just accepting that reality that you cannot control it is step number one. And that goes with surrendering this to God. I'm sure that you've prayed over and over for your son and to surrender this. But but go in with that anger. Go in with that feeling and do one of those St. Ignatius meditations where you... Actually, I can send you, if you want to email me at mastappeal at avemariaradio.net, I can send you a, a copy of, if you can't find one on the Internet, a, um, a healing meditation. So you can um, take bring Jesus into your own heart 
and where that anger is and what the anger is about. And think of when Jesus was angry in the gospel or when other people were angry and they came to Jesus. And bring him into that feeling that you're having of anger and let him heal it. Let our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for all sins and for all the sufferings and faults, and ask him to heal the anger. Now, when he heals that anger, you are surrendering to his love, and you can give your son over to him. Maybe some prayers of consecration for your son will help. We consecrate him to the Holy Family. Um, say a, maybe a novena or in, a novena of um, what's un, undo, Mary Undoer of Knots is a beautiful novena for people who have that knot of anger tied up inside of them. But first, surrender to God's love. Say, Lord, I have done everything that I can within my power to bring this child into the world and raise him in your love. And right now, he's yours. I've given him up to you. And so your anger, then, when you surrender that to our Lord and let him heal it, turns into increased trust in God. Because you're trusting totally in God with something you don't have control over. So accept the reality of the situation. You can't change it. You turn this over to our Lord. Ask him to heal that anger and completely trust in him. And ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is in your control that you can do. And there are things you can do to educate, form, and strengthen your son while you are with him. You're not going to bash the dad. You don't want to do that. But you want to, especially because he's 15, just moving from this concrete um, perspective of life and a morality to this abstract one um, where he's looking at gray areas and figuring out whys of everything, um, you might listen to him and spend some time, whenever you're having time together, instead of just telling him what to do, Listen to what he's thinking, what he's believing, and guide him in the truth. And remind him of what's out there that's a lie. And when you use that word lie and truth, it's going to sink right into his heart. Because his heart was made for the truth. He was made in the image and likeness of God. He was made for the truth. So, so you can strengthen him would be your next part. So surrender, pray, consecrate him, trust in God. And then um, to strengthen him by talking about the truth, asking him what questions he has about the faith. Um, ask if, you know, if he says, oh, I don't have to go to church when I'm at Dad's. And just say, why do you think people do go to church? Why do you think God asks us to go to Mass each Sunday? Do you think there's any good reason? And see what he's thinking. And then just say, just tell him the reasons that you know and ask him what he thinks about that. And so have conversations with him that go into the whys. In whether it's a certain moral issue, you know, dishonesty or lying or meanness or being um, or wasting time, <laughs> laziness, those kind of things. Talk to him about different virtues and help him in this new year set some goals. I have both in my Love and Life Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens and in my Sex Respect Workbook for a public school, both of those have lists of virtues that you can grow on, grow in, and he can make a plan, a virtue plan. So get a copy of Sex Respect or Love and Life, either one, from my website, respectforyou.com, or get one of each of the student workbook. And help him grow to be the man he's meant to become. So that his meetings will, with you, instead of antagonism, will be more like, 
coaching. Okay, this year we're working on whether it's, you know, diligence instead of laziness or honesty in, instead of, uh, you know, trying to get away with things or purity of mind or, you know, whatever virtue he picks of that list, what can he be doing this year to become the man he's meant to become instead of just living by his whims? Because it sounds like he's just living by his whims and whatever he wants when he goes to the dad's house. And he'll look forward to coming to your house because then he will realize, I have control over my life. I can choose to be a virtuous person if I want to, and my mom's going to help me do that. So that first part of trust, surrender, um, letting God heal that anger, and then think, what can you do? You can strengthen your son in virtue, and that will make him feel better about himself and about the world when he overcomes his own sin. And at that point, if he needs that grace to do that, other things will come up in those conversations. You remind him, yeah, we need to get to confession if you're really struggling with this. You need the grace to, you know, help it or maybe go to Mass more often. Or, you know, so he'll then see the need for going to church when he's trying to grow in virtue. So those things, I believe, will help you. Okay, Kelly? Okay, and I can find this stuff on your website. Yeah, go to respectforyou.com. You can get a Love and Life student workbook and a Sex Respect student workbook. And if you want to get the Parent's Guide of Love and Life, that would help you even more on communication with him on particular tough issues since he's 15. I would, I would recommend getting the Love and Life student and parent and the Sex Respect student workbook at respectforyou.com and start opening these conversations about growing in virtue, and he will begin to see the need. Okay? All right. Yes, and I will email you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, yeah. Email Thank me about so that uh, meditation. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a okay. Great you too. Bye-bye. I hate to rush you, but here I'm up against break, and I hate getting in trouble if I'm too late for break. Um, but anyway, yeah, the website, respect, the number four, the letter U.com. Respect for the digit four and the letter U.com. Go there, sex, respect, love, and life, um, and then email me. Okay, we're going to break. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Catholic law is not cynical about human government, but it does understand its limitations. Let me just quote from the Catechism. Human society can be neither well-ordered nor prosperous unless it has some people invested with legitimate authority to preserve its institutions and to devote themselves as far as is necessary to work and care for the good of all. Every human community needs an authority to govern it. Now, we know that, of course. The family has a certain authority, business has an authority, and government has certain authorities. We are blessed in that in our moment in history, governments are composed in, uh, by the consent of the governed. It means we have to look beyond uh, the political rhetoric that's used by politicians and lobbyists to sell a bill or a referendum item. And so I would just stress time and again, don't be cynical, but be prudent. Don't be suspicious, but be inquiring. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Jesus calls us to examine our motives and actions in our daily lives. We must be honest and ask ourselves if we're speaking and doing things that are moving us closer to Christ or farther away from Him. We're all created to seek eternal happiness in heaven with God. This worldly life is merely passing, so we must be guided by God's will, and that so we can get to heaven. We do that by examining our words and actions daily. I think about this and often wonder, how am I sharing Jesus today? When I have an urge to respond to a social media post that gets my blood boiling, or when I hear someone repeat a false narrative heard on mainstream media because it's about an agenda and not the truth, I ask the Holy Spirit to guide my response. 
so those receiving it can hear and see Jesus. Ask yourself, what motivates your actions and words? Who is guiding your speech? How are you taming your tongue? This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Danhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Again, those virtue exercises you can work on with a, a young teenager um, are in the Love and Life student workbook and the Sex Respect student workbook and the parent guide of love and life would help you very much to guide your child through that um, so you can go to my website respect the number four the letter you respect for you.com and get those three books there if you have a 13 14 15 year old 16 year old um, that wants a new year's plan to do some virtue exercises we got to exercise our soul as well as our bodies okay next caller is um, Annie from Texas, welcome to the show, listening on um, Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to the show, Annie. How can I help you today? Hi, thank you for taking my call, Colleen. Um, this is a very difficult call because about my dad, he's 89, and it was just discovered 10 days ago that he was watching porn, and my mom is 87, by the way, and um, anyway, um, they confronted him and, and he did go to confession. My dad's been a daily mass attendee with the exception of the past couple of months. My mom had the, um, has the beginning phases of dementia, which started months back. And um, my dad also has Parkinson's and anyway, and he has a terrible back. And so I think it's his way of escape possibly. And mm. I have no doubt the devil's involved, mm, but yeah. um, just last night, um, I guess he ended up, he was repentant, and, you know, I thought he was on his way. He's very spiritually knowledgeable. And anyway, the bottom line, last night um, it was discovered that he ended up having the TV have porn stations turned on, and at 4 in the morning he was watching porn really loud, and um, it all came to a head, and now we're supposed to have a family meeting today. Good, and good. just so you know, my dad's a very angry person and can mm. be extremely um, ugly. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just before I got the call, and I'm almost done, um, I did hear the commercial about the anointing of the sick, and I think that would be a great start. Mm. And I know my dad's going to be willing to begin, but is there anything in terms of a rehab facility, potentially even, or, you know, definitely meetings. And um, he does speak to one of the priests at the church, but I think possibly the other, the pastor would be a stronger uh, priest for him. But Mm -hmm. so whatever you have to say. Okay. Yes, regular confession is great. And those of you that can pray with him on the phone each day, pray whatever deliverance prayers you know, the Our Father, the St. Michael prayer, the St. Patrick prayer, the rosary, have someone pray with him, uh, different kids or his wife, like calling him morning, noon, and night, 
cut off the TV or, you know, take it away or totally only have one thing on there like Formed or EWTN where he can only get, if he is addicted to watching TV, um, he can watch something in the place of what he watched before. So the sacraments and the anointing of the sick are wonderful. It's a good idea um, because that can um, help bless us and heal us of emotional and physical uh, illnesses. So go ahead, do your intervention, but be strong about it. I mean, this is his soul. We're talking about if the house was on fire, you'd go in and get him, right? Right now his soul is on fire, so he needs to be rescued. So I'm glad you're having an intervention, but that con- uh, the con- regular confession will be helpful if somebody has to drive him there. I don't know if he can still drive um, at 89. Yeah. Um, he can. Okay, regular confession and, and have him find a priest that will help him out of this and not just say, oh yeah, everybody's addicted to porn. Like, no, a priest that will help him get out of this because he doesn't want to face his last judgment with this addiction. And he'll be happy when he overcomes it. You want to give, feed his strength. Say, Dad, you are strong enough to do this. You can stop this. Let's take either take away the TV itself or put only two things on or just only be able to play, you know, DVDs or VHSs, whatever he has on his old TV that are things that will form him so he can still be sitting there vegging out, um, but with something that's going to be good going into his subconscious, not evil. So the confession, and I'd say regular deliverance prayers, call him morning and night and, and have maybe he'll have uh, if there's also there are also several sites um, integrity restored is one of them um, to help people overcome porn integrity restored and there's um, there's some action steps that you can take there some videos that your whole family can watch as well as that he can watch from there and there are other helps you can find online to overcome porn addiction so I'm glad you're having the intervention regular prayer confession anointing of the six regular sacraments and take away the temptation and strengthen your dad if he's strong-willed strengthen him to fight for god this week on christ is the answer father john wants to tell us who jesus really is in the synoptic gospels there's a famous story about jesus and his disciples coming into the district of caesarea philippi after inquiring what people are asking about him jesus turned to his followers and asked but who do you say that i am Join us this week as Father John helps us look introspectively into our hearts as our Lord still asks this very same question to each of us today. Tune in for Christ is the Answer Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Bioethics watchdog Wesley Smith has found that assisted suicide in Australia is following Canada's darkened pathway into once unimaginable practices. Even while one territory considers assisted suicide, government critics complain that only adults would have access to that arranged dying. They propose curious mechanisms to determine if a child is mature and capable of voluntarily arranging end of life. A 1986 law called EMTALA specifically calls for protections for the unborn. A federal appeals court Tuesday said the White House may not use that law to demand emergency room abortions in all 50 states. Criticizing the ruling, abortion-friendly legacy media pundits are resorting to fabricating stories, denying layers of state protections for mothers, ectopic pregnancies, doctors, and children. This is Life News Radio. We must have an end to abortion and an end to the toxic watershed of ideas behind its causes. If the problem were simple, we could have a simple answer. But abortion is rooted in a long, tangled web of lies about human life and the dignity of the human person. Pray daily 
for a culture of life. In other stories, abortion pills are increasingly falling into the hands of those who would violently prey on women. And from staggered expiration dates for the two-part protocol to women unprepared for side effects and contraindications, abortion pills simply do not make sense. That is all compounded by some who are stockpiling chemical abortion pills. And a U.K. researcher says data measuring abortion safety is not only skewed, it is used to make false conclusions that promote abortions. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m., there's more to life. Poison apples. Are you in a relationship with a toxic person? Are you dealing with a toxic relationship and you're not sure how to respond? Let us help you discover graceful ways to cope and heal. Weekdays at 10 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I'm a certified life coach, an author, a speaker, and uh, I have a master's degree in health education, an honorary doctorate in humane letters, teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology. I'm the author of Love and Life and Sex Respect and Love Ed, the video discussion series for parents to teach their young children about the truth about love and about marriage. And I'll have the privilege of being on EWTN TV this, later this month on January 23rd and 24th on At Home with Jim and Joy talking about my Love Ed program. But if you want to know more about it now, you can go to my website, respect the number four, the letter U.com, respect for you.com. Or as in our last caller, if you have a teenager that you need to talk to about growing in virtue, who, and they're surrounded by an over-sexualized culture and a disobedient culture and a rebellious culture, uh, you might help them grow in virtue by getting them at respectforyou.com, respect the number four, the letter U.com. Um, both of my, one of my books, uh, Love and Life Student Workbook, or the Sex Respect Student Workbook, and then the Love and Life Parent Guide. I'd recommend those three books for our earlier caller, um, Kelly, and anybody who has a child at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old um, that needs help with that. But for now, give us a call. Your calls drive the show this hour. You decide what the topics are going to be. Had some pretty interesting ones first hour. And if you also want to call in about how you grew spiritually last year that can inspire us for a new year of what we can do, um, that would be helpful as well. So a New Year's call or question or personal problem as usual at 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Happy to help you. And I just want to make a couple other comments. What our last caller did ask about is there are any um, places that you can go. So first of all, I want to send you to the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, usccb.org, and look under pornography. And 
the bishops know that pornography is a big problem in our culture. They hear confessions all the time, whether it's priests, laymen, married men, single men, um, women now. Um, there are women that have been addicted to pornography as well, and there are some speakers now even about women's pornography. But at usccb.org, there is a wonderful part of their marriage, family life, and youth page called Help for Those Struggling with Pornography. And uh, so USCCB, help with those struggling with pornography, do a search and you'll find it. And um, the it, there's help for everyone. Um, there are prayer sources, there are uh, support groups, recovery programs, online, there's coaching, there's Integrity Restored that I mentioned before, there's the King's Men, another group for men, um, the House Initiative offers resources in Kansas City, um, there's Overcome Porn Addiction, Reclaim Sexual Health, they have all these wonderful organizations that are helping people overcome the scourge of pornography here. So USCCB dot org marriage and family life help for pornography will have lots of helpful um, resources for you and you also asked about if there's an in in-house place and i did find one over the break um that it's an in-house intensive 14-day christian intensive there's also a 28-day residential program and that's at beginaginstitute.com um, begin again institute.com part of integrative life network um, it's in Colorado so um, check out that as well if you're looking for a place like that but I'd say the USCCB site will give you plenty of options uh, of what to find of something that might be near you as well so if you know somebody struggling with that know somebody who's struggling with any sin um, that we know that of the spiritual works of mercy, we are asked to admonish the sinner, instruct the ignorant, counsel the doubtful. You know that we have to help one another get to heaven. This is what we're called to do at our baptism, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and, and rescue people if their soul is on fire. So well, there are a lot of opportunities we have to do that in our life. We might be rescuing nieces and nephews and godchildren and children and, and grandchildren and, and parents sometimes um, from from their soul being on fire because we don't want them to have to face their last judgment or face another day um, in the state of mortal sin or addiction. Um, addiction to something that leads them um, to be uh, in a situation where their life is against God. <laughs> we don't want them. We want people full of life, full of love. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Okay, Mary just called in. Um, hang on, Aaron. We'll get to you next. But Mary called in with um, an idea to, to help with this same topic. So Mary from Ohio on Sacred Heart Radio, go ahead and, and give us your suggestion. Go ahead. You're on the air now. Hi. I love all the suggestions you gave. I want to add one more. Um, Catholic okay. in Recovery. Okay. It's a 12-step group mm. for any kind of addiction whatsoever. We all meet in the same room. Everybody has all different, like mine is a food addiction, mm. but we have porn addicts and sex addicts and alcoholics and drug addicts and everybody all together, and it's a Catholic program. It blends the sacraments with the 12 steps. Hmm. Sounds nice. You can look it up How under catholicinrecovery.com. 
Catholicinrecovery.com. Okay, I didn't know about that. Catholicinrecovery.com. Catholicinrecovery.com. Okay, yeah, and, and to blend the sacraments with the 12 steps, I like that. Go ahead. And they can also what? Yeah, they can also uh, recommend, like, like the different people with different addictions in Catholic and recovery. If you go to a meeting, they can help you find another group that's more specific to pornography. Mm. Oh, okay. I don't know myself because I'm not. I'm yes, not into porn. That's not your particular uh, addiction. <laughs> yes, yeah, not my my addiction. My, I'm I'm uh, I'm addicted to food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I also go to Overeaters Anonymous, but um, also they have online meetings and in-person meetings. Mm. Thank you so much for calling about that, Mary. We appreciate that, okay. and I'm sure don't our, give our... up hope. Okay, great, great. That's encouraging too. Don't give up. We can overcome our addictions. Actually, uh, yeah. Many times we just retrain our brains. God gave us amazing gifts in our brain that our mind can do so many things utilizing that brain. And if we train it one way in 21 days, we can retrain it another way. They call it neuroplasticity, that you you can change any habit and you can turn addictions and bad habits over to our Lord, as I'm sure you learn in Catholics in Recovery, and, uh, and realize that with God's power you can overcome anything because he created us physically and mentally and spiritually um, to be his, to belong to him. So thanks yeah, for the call, Mary. Just, <clears throat> just to give hope, with my food addiction, mm-hmm. I gave up sugar and white flour because um, they were my addictive substances mm-hmm. and I, I white knuckled it for about two months and mm-hmm. then God took the addiction away the, the craving away he took wow it away. oh I love that yeah. how many people at the new year are trying to do that you gave up sugar and white flour and then yeah. God took it, away the craving for it it was hard for two months and then he two took months. it away okay it's been like 20 years oh my so you've been 20 years yeah. off sugar and white flour yeah, yeah. Wow, that's an inspiration. And, and I feel better. I feel better. Oh, I bet. Even when I totally stay off sugar, I feel better. I look better. We don't have that puffiness in our skin around our face. And, you know, I don't know. Some people think sugar is of the and devil, it, but it's certainly a pleasure. But it can be an addiction as well for a lot yeah. of people. And it's such a feeling of freedom to be, to be free from it. It's Ooh. such a feeling of freedom. I wouldn't tell anyone to give up hope. Wow. I love hearing that word, freedom. It's an experience of freedom, and that's how God wants us. He wants us free from our addictions. He wants us free from being slaves to anything that binds us and keeps us away Uh from him, whether it's food becomes our God or pornography becomes our God or drugs or alcohol. So that's wonderful. So there's two great suggestions. So it took you two months, and then God took away this desire for the white flour and sugar, and you're feeling free and healthier. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for the call, Mary. Okay, thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. Bye-bye. God bless you. Okay, that's inspiring. Because many of you know I eat gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, sugar-free, alcohol-free, caffeine-free. But over the holidays, I ate a lot of things I shouldn't have eaten. And so for the last four days, I have not had, like, one bit of anything I shouldn't have had. And I feel so much better. Just even that little bit of, you know, candy or um, sugar. I'm going back to my, uh, what I posted last year on my blog, my um, sugar-free um, sweets. And, uh, and you do feel a lot better. We want to stay away from anything that, that is addicting to us. You know, whether it's food or alcohol or drugs. And as Mary just testified, um, in two months, 
the um, God will take away that addiction. He's trained, or He's created our brains that we can train it that way. So He's placed within us the power to totally live for Him and love Him with all our mind, all our heart, all our soul, all our strength. And if we love God enough, um, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we will be happy and fulfilled and have that strength that we need to overcome these problems of life. We might need some medical help in some circumstances, and especially I know in um, drug and alcohol, you might need some amino acids or vitamins or something to, um, to help feed your brain um, in overcoming certain addictions. But, but the, you can learn a lot about that um, through some of these Catholic recovery groups. So catholicsinrecovery.com is what she mentioned, and that'll be helpful. And I mentioned the usccb.org about help with pornography has a huge resource section for things that can help you, whether it's online, in-person, books, speakers. Um, please, if you know someone addicted to pornography or you are yourself, know that there is help out there to help you overcome this and have hope you can. You can do this. You can live for God and fill your mind with truth, beauty, and goodness. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. It's been nine presidential elections that I've been on the air, and I've been watching Christians engage the culture around us. In almost every campaign year, candidates urge us to take back America. This is about as tired a phrase as you can find. And yet, with each election, the command to take back America reappears. We seem to think that America's problem that we have to correct is go back to a different idea of the budget, or a different foreign policy, or new regulatory reform. I'd argue that America's biggest problem is this act of idolatry that has allowed us to turn the emphasis on ordered liberty into a preoccupation with personal and individual autonomy. I'd go further and say that any attempt to take back America or make America great again that does not attack the idolatry of individual autonomy is doomed to failure. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and the Ave Maria Radio app. Maybe you've been hearing a lot about the need to make a spiritual communion while participating from home in a live-streamed or broadcast Mass. Maybe you've even prayed the prayer of spiritual communion. Spiritual communion is a concept that goes all the way back to the 4th century. It flourished in the Eastern Church and gradually moved west. Spiritual communion stresses the transcendence of God, where we unite our desires, intentions, and loves with the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the consecration of the Eucharist at the altar. Jesus, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. the St. Michael prayer, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. 
be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Whether it's your parent, your child, your teenager, your spouse, there's so many things out there that the devil can use to trap us. He is the author of lies. He's the deceiver in the Catholic Church, here on Catholic Radio particularly, and USCCB site has lots of helps for you. So, hope to be helpful on your journey toward heaven. Remember our goal. Remember where we're going to build his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so we can be in heaven for all eternity. Okay. Keep up the good work. Stay in the state of grace. All right. Our next caller is Aaron from Michigan. Welcome to the show. Listening on Ave Maria Radio. Aaron, um, do you have a question today or a comment? Um, I actually have a couple questions. It's more of a two-parter. Okay. Go ahead. Um, well, I've been guilty of church hopping, as you know. Um, probably know anyways. Okay, and church hopping as in hopping face or hopping different Catholic church parishes? A um, little bit of both. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so you're guilty of that, wondering. huh? Interesting that you said you were guilty of that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I'm actually planning on going back to the confession today. At my right. at my local Norbert Ardell Church, mm-hmm. and um, I'm actually wondering um, if we do get a false pope in office, which I'm not saying Francis is, but it seems mm-hmm. like he's very liberal on a lot of things. Um, are we bound to follow him if we do get a false pope? Okay. Um. The church has survived bad popes before. <laughs> so um, we know what the teachings of the church are. We know that the teaching of the magisterium of throughout history is true. Um, this particular pope is very confusing, you know, the things that he writes. Um, but we do follow the pope when he's in line with all of the Catholic church teachings. Um, so, it, But the, the church has not spoken A pope has not spoken ex cathedra in a long time. I think it's been since the Immaculate Conception. So any pope's infallibility um, is rested in the history of the church and all the dogma that has developed throughout the years, as well as the scriptures and the life of Jesus Christ. And so we, we know what is true and what's not true. And so we have to follow the truth of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and the teachings of the church. And even if popes are confusing to us, they are, none of them will have said anything um, infallible that is against the church teaching, or they wouldn't be the pope. The, the, God is stronger than that. God is bigger than that. Um, so there, if there is a false hope, he will either disappear or die, or the magisterium will, um, you know, come up against him Um, but the the good thing for our own consciences is to know the teachings be rooted in the teachings stay in the state of grace um, follow our conscience that's formed and maybe even guard I think uh, Jennifer Roback Morse of the Ruth Institute mentioned this in her newsletter this week she says we have to guard um, our what did she say guard your psyche you know because when you look at some of the the things in the media that's trying to confuse us, you know, kind of like psychological warfare in a way that's a campaign to disarm Catholics. When you look at the actual teaching, you know, in this document that actually is under scrutiny right now, 
if you look real carefully, it does say marriage is between a man and a woman. Any sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful. The church cannot bless same-sex unions. A priest can bless any individual for a blessing who has the right intention without condoning his lifestyle, with his, you know, seeking repentance and union with the church. So, so I think it's the media that has blown this out of proportion. And when you stay in the state of grace, when you stay rooted um, in a, a uh, a church that that feeds you well with magisterial teachings, and you um, and you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and stay in prayer. The the kind of things going on out there are not going to disturb you as much because we know that we have a history of the church, and we know Jesus Christ Himself, and He will not lead us astray. So I hope that helps you. And in your church hopping, um, I hope that you find a home, a place, and a good confessor that you're accountable to regularly, um, or a spiritual director that will help you with that. Um, and, and Catholics are known for that, finding uh, a parish that they're happy with. But if you have like skipped Mass and gone to another uh, church and not received the Eucharist, that is... Uh, confession material as you know um and people will when you read all the people that read about all the people that have come to the catholic church um scott Hahn is probably the most notable we find that we um we if even if you are looking for something you will find it in a catholic church you will not find it in other places if you're looking for a social life you know you can find social life in other places but the church is here to know help us know love and serve god and for us to worship god not for us to be worshiped by our church so i hope that helps you aaron in uh in your search for um finding a place where you're fed with the love of god and you'll find it in the catholic church and um we're even though there's some confusion and struggle um we trust that god is working and he will continue to work through the church Thanks for the call, Aaron. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Um, let's see. Uh, stay confident. Our next caller. Nope, she's not ready yet. All right. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. She is ready. Okay. Our The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-573-7825. And remember, and this uh, will respond to Aaron's question a little bit too, um, what we're celebrating tomorrow is the Epiphany of the Lord. Some people celebrate it today and other um, other versions of Catholic denomination, they always celebrate it the 6th, which is today. But, but tomorrow, we in the U.S. will celebrate the Epiphany, which is the wise men journeying to meet the infant king. So know that wise men still seek him, like Aaron. Okay, so follow that star. You know, we do the same in our lives today. We, we notice the star, that call from God that beckons us, that responds um, as God would want us to respond. And, and these wise men had busy lives. They had demanding lives, but they dropped everything and followed the star. They didn't know what the journey was going to hold for them, right? Um, but they, they knew they would follow with all their hearts. You know, they took a long journey and they must have made space in their hearts right there so this advent when we were called to make space make a place for jesus to come prepare that crib that cradle for him you know hopefully we brushed away the clutter and made space for who is most important and that's what we celebrate now that wise men still seek him you know so once jesus arrived in that space in our hearts that we prepared for him during Advent, how do we respond to his arrival? You know, this new awareness. Are we overwhelmed with joy? 
like the wise men were. <coughs> Are we? Can we respond by you know giving our time, our attention, our presence, our gifts without reservation to God to give our whole whole selves to Him? Tomorrow's first reading says, "Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem! Your light has come." So be prepared to go to Mass tomorrow with that heart full of joy, full of God. You followed the star and you're there. Darkness covers the earth, the thick clouds covers the people, but upon you the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. So let's celebrate this epiphany. The three kings, wise men, still seek him and keep seeking Christ. So know that in our be prepared for our readings tomorrow. And when they, the, um, the Magi had arrived from the east in Jerusalem asking for the newborn king, don't be a King Herod. <laughs> don't be ready to kill him. The, the kings themselves were overjoyed. They saw the star. They gave him homage. They opened their treasures and offered gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So think of this year. What are you offering Christ? What are you bringing to him? Are you wise in the faith? Let the Lord of light shine on us. The Lord of peace dwell in us. The Lord of might protect us. It's a Latin hymn from the 11th century. Lord of love enfold us. It's a prayer for this feast of tomorrow or today, whenever you're going to celebrate it. Like the Magi, how are you willing to go that extra mile to find Jesus in your daily life? Lord of wisdom, enlighten us. Lord, let us go out as your witnesses in obedience to your command to share the good news of your mighty love for us and the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So recollect yourself. Prepare for this holy day tomorrow to be a wise man that seeks Christ and give him all your gifts. What do you have? Give him your heart. Give him some of your time. Give him your talents. Give the time to your family. Bring that peace in the world that we so desperately need. So think of God's glory and rejoice in him. And give us a call here on Mass Appeal. This is Catholic Radio you're listening to. EWTN Global Catholic Radio syndicates this show, Mass Appeal, that is produced by Ave Maria Radio in Michigan. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to respect, the number four, the letter U.com, respectforyou.com. And if you want to learn more about this show or listen to it again in the archives or listen to past shows, you can go to AveMariaRadio.net and you can contact me through there as well. Mass Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And for now, give us a call with your question or personal problem like Marie just did from Ohio. And the number to get on today's show, if you need some help living out your faith, the number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And we'll be back to talk to Marie and you right after this message. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Did you know that the church calls your family to be holy? It's true. Now don't freak out. The church isn't holy because the people in it are anywhere near perfect. It's holy only because Jesus is holy and because the Holy Spirit lives and works in it. And the same thing is true about your domestic church. Our families don't need to be perfect. We only need to open ourselves to God's grace so that we can share His love, healing, and forgiveness with each other and with the people we meet every day out in the world. 
Remember, holiness isn't restricted to grand gestures. It's as simple as doing ordinary, everyday things in a way that shows God's love. For more tips on living a holier life as a family, check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens with Grace. Or visit CatholicHOM.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Ben. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle. Are you experiencing spiritual desolation? Are you considering changing a spiritual decision that you made before the experience of spiritual desolation began? St. Ignatius of Loyola gives guidance in the fifth rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits. St. Ignatius is clear. In time of desolation, never make a change, but be firm and constant. Father Timothy Gallagher writes, The tactic of the enemy in the darkness of spiritual desolation is to suggest that we reverse the decisions made in preceding times of light. Into this trap, says Ignatius, we must never fall. Rather, we must remain firm and constant in such proposals through the time of spiritual desolation. Spiritual desolation is a time that calls us to constancy and fidelity. For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Welcome back to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call in with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith or maybe trying to grow your faith, or also today, since it's our first show of the new year, you can call in with some success story. We haven't heard any of those yet. A success story from 2023, uh, how you grew spiritually or what you did to do that to inspire some of us that want to do some growth here in 2024. Each year should get better and better and give us, may, um, help us become closer to Christ. So if you have a success story from one of your resolutions from 2023, whether it was your Lenten resolution, your summer resolution, your New Year's resolution, and some spiritual growth you experienced. Maybe it was God resolving, and he put you in a situation that helped you grow closer to him. If you have a, a good story to share of success, of spiritual growth from 2023, inspire us now in 2024. Give us a call, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Marie is ready now. Marie from Ohio, listening on The Rock Catholic Radio. Welcome to the show, Marie. You are on the air now. Go ahead. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound beautiful. What a sweet voice you have, Marie. Thank you. I have uh, a, a success story and yes. encouragement. Good. My husband was a severe alcoholic from the age of 18. Um, and I would think the around the age of, he's 70, almost 79 now, and around 60, um, I asked Jesus. Uh, I had left him for a year, and I came back, and I, he was severely alcoholic, and, and it was destroying him and us. And I asked Jesus to remove this from him. Uh, I asked him. I talked to him, and I said, "Your soul's at stake. You, God didn't create you for this." 
he agreed mm-hmm. to go into rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you watch those movies, they say rehab's 28 days. Well, that wasn't my experience. They wanted him out after a week. But oh. He agreed to go. I went to Mass uh, the morning he was to go um, be admitted, and I came home and he had already drunk a 12-pack of beer. And uh. I said, uh, do you not want to do this? And he said, no, I do. I just didn't want to waste it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, well, I think a lot of alcoholics would see the logic. Anyway, yeah. I, I can uh, see that I about drunk. chocolate. If there was one piece of chocolate, I wouldn't want to waste it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I drove him there. I drove him there, and it was like a two-hour drive from our home. I drove him there, and he, um, I, I, stopped and got him a burger and some french fries bank and I'd get some carbs in them yeah. and, and he couldn't eat anything he couldn't he slept he got there he was still drunk and uh, we, he started to cry and he says I, I don't want to go in and I said Aww. you don't have to go in but you have to get out you're not coming home with me mm-hmm. and you have to find your own way home if you're coming home and so I said we can sit at the end of the parking lot and, and talk for a minute so we did and we we talked for a while and and um, he cried, and he talked about how he didn't want to be this way, and and uh, he wanted to be at our son's graduation. He was afraid he was going to die, and yeah. all of these things that he was worried about, he knew he was destroying himself. Mm-hmm. And so he agreed to go in, and they admitted him, even though he was drunk, he was allowed to sign the papers. Um, they, he went to the DTs. Um, when I called to check on him every evening, uh, he... he uh, was not even able to do the therapy, she told me. So anyway, what what I promised Jesus is if you would take this away from him, um, I said, I will go every day to the Adoration Chapel, and mm. I will um, fast because Jesus said some sins you can't remove from just, yeah, yeah, he um, does. just praying. You have to fast. And yeah. I said, I would use fast. I had never done that. I didn't know if it was even possible. I yeah. I didn't know how it would affect me. I was mm-hmm. still working full-time and long hours, and I um, said, I, I, whatever, I will do this. I promise I will do this, and I will come to adoration every day. And I did that, and I, I said, and, until, you know, the 28 days when, when he's released, if you mm-hmm. take this away from him. From him. And I, uh, I did that, and... and checked on him every evening, and they weren't always receptive of the calls, um, but they did tell me there was one particular nurse there that um, was was kind and, and uh, reported what was going on, and she told me that he hadn't even been going to therapy because he was too sick. Mm. <clears throat> so, so after, um, they wanted him to come home after a week. And I said, he hasn't even been to therapy. He, you cannot send him home. Yeah. I talked to the social worker, and she agreed with me, and oh, she good. she had to beg for another week. So mm-hmm. it was actually two weeks. And he came home, um, Colleen, he came home after two weeks there, and he, he had two relapses over, like, two, three days, um, and they were far apart, like a couple of months apart. And then after that, God freed him from the completely from the craving, the alcoholism. Oh. He can oh. be around people that are drinking. Oh. He has no, no, no craving at all. Oh he has gone goodness. back to confession. Mm. He has gone back to church. He, he, his faith has increased. He, um, we were 
we were married in the church. We we were um, all the things that that you know say to God, "I'm here, God. I'm yours. I live in your hand." Um, he he has, you know, he's watching EWTN where he, before he just walked through the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll stop and sit down and, and be interested in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's interested in the the gospel. He's interested in yeah. um, just being part of God's life. It's it's been a true and complete turnover for him, and it's been such a blessing for him and for me oh and for goodness. people around him. And I I just wanted your listeners to know that prayer and fasting. God appreciates that you're willing to do something that he would do for you. Mm. And he not not to the powerful way that he did it, but in a small way. Yeah. He appreciates yeah. that. He he blesses that and it's been blessed abundantly. I just wanted to say that to your listeners. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that inspiring success story and inspiring us to pray and fast, and God will answer our prayers. How beautiful. Thank you so much, Marie. I'm happy for you and for your husband. God bless you all. Yes, and it's been more than 15 years, and he's been alcohol-free. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I love hearing that story. More than 15 years, alcohol-free and not even craving it. That's wonderful. Not white-knuckling it anymore. Thank you so much. That's nope. so inspiring. And and Jesus was so kind to take that away. It, it was, you know, he just lifted it, and it was gone. And, you know, and I and I tell people, you know, you, prayer and fasting, I mean, he, he said it himself, some things you can't take away, which is prayer. The mm. apostles said, why, why didn't we cure people? And he says, some things are just, you just... Got a hold we need the prayer and fasting. You Thank you so much. Well, God bless you. Okay, you give us a call too with your question or personal problem or success story is something that uh, shows that your spiritual growth. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Jack Crisula. Please join us on Wednesday, January 17th at 6.30 p.m. at St. John's Resort in Plymouth for the Rosary, followed by a speech by Father Leo Petalinghug entitled Prophetic Compassion, How Christ Hears the Hungers of the Heart. Father is an award-winning chef, radio, and EWTN TV host. No registration is required. For more information, please email jack.crisula, K-R-A-S-U-L-A, at trustinus.com. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I'm Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, as though being born and laid in a manger in Bethlehem was not humbling enough, our Lord chose to lower himself in the lowest spot on the earth's surface, the River Jordan. There he would be baptized for our sake and God as Trinity would be revealed. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Who and what make up the communion of saints? According to the Catholic Catechism, the communion of saints that forms one church is composed of the faithful in heaven, the faithful expiating their sins in purgatory, and those still walking their earthly journey. The Catechism says there is a perennial link of charity that exists between the three groups. 
The holiness of one profits others much more than the sins of one can cause harm to others. The spiritual goods of the communion of saints is called the treasury of the church. It is made up of the infinite value of the merits of Christ the Redeemer, which can never be exhausted before the Father. The prayers, the immense and unfathomable good works of the Blessed Mother, and the prayers and good works of all the saints. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess today. I'm a life coach, author, a speaker, a mother, and a wife, and a grandmother, and your friend. I'm here with you every Saturday morning to offer free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective when you call this toll-free number, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, or just listen in, you'll get the advice. And, and the, um, I'm so inspired by Marie's call, and it reminded me, I just had gotten a, a publicity email from Sophia Institute Press, and so for those of you that were sitting listening to Marie saying, you know, oh, I wish my loved one that had an alcohol problem, you know, would make a change and, and maybe I need to pray and fast like Marie did. Um, there, there's a new book out, exciting new book, about one man's miraculous healing from alcoholism. Um, and it is called You're a Miracle, My Story of Alcoholism, Miraculous Healing, and God's Infinite Power and Love. And this is by a guy, Joe McGivney. And he had literally lost his mind, collapsed in his living room floor, didn't have another, another coherent thought for nine weeks. And this book is a treasure. Well, he ended up, when he came to terms with his heartache and that, you know, the drinking had caused his family, and even after he'd been in the hospital on restraints and considered mentally ill, and I mean, bad story. But um, he had a spiritual transformation. And he testifies to the healing power of God's love, his full acceptance of the faith, and the significance of the surrender prayer. And during his spiritual rebirth, Joe learned that his Aunt Jerry had asked for his, the intercession of Blessed Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus. And so as he considered, continued on his journey, Joe learned about Blessed McGivney's life and eagerly shared the story of his healing with McGivney's cause for canonization. So those of you that are Knights of Columbus, you are familiar with McGivney and his and the founding the Knights of Columbus and he, his cause for canonization. And now this is his nephew, I think, that had the miraculous uh, recovery from the miraculous healing and spiritual recovery from alcoholism. So that's a new book just out from Sophia Institute Press called You're a Miracle, My Story of Alcoholism, Miraculous Healing, and God's Infinite Power and Love. And I'll try to post that on my Facebook fan page for any of you that are still on Facebook. Or if I can link it to my blog, I'll try to do that too. So um, you're a miracle, my story of alcoholism, miraculous healing, and God's infinite power and love. Um, Joe, the story of Joe McGivney from Sophia Institute Press. All right, we'll get to our, uh, back to our phones here. Response to that. Let's see next. Matthew. Matthew is next. Welcome to the show, Matthew. How can I help you today? 
Matthew um, from North Carolina, listening on the EWTN app. Welcome to the show, Matthew. It's your turn now. Thanks for waiting. Matthew, are you there? Yeah, thank you. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> Go ahead. No, thank you. Long, long-time listener of Catholic Radio. So um, I have a sister and a couple of sister-in-laws who, who are left Catholics, and, you know, I, um, you know they, 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 they like to criticize priests and and I, you know, I always, I'm trying to be a better apologist by, you know, stressing that it's the message, not the messenger, and you know, and um, and you know, I'm trying to basically, you know, be an evangelist in a more effective manner because they, uh, they, you know, they don't know what they don't know, and they're convinced mm-hmm. that Protestant, Protestantism is, you know, the one and only true faith, and they really, you know, even though they grew up Catholic, they really have no knowledge of the Catechism. Um, or really what, what the tenets of, you know, we, we know which is truly the only true faith that there is. Looking for some tips on how better, you know, without offending, because, you know, they're both very emotional and, and very defensive easily, but how do I more effectively look to evangelize? Uh, would welcome your thoughts on that. Thank you. Okay. All right. So they look to you as an antagonist in a way that they're, they, they, they look for arguments all the time. So I'm wondering if, if learning more apologetics is going to help them rather than um, letting some third-party entity like the Catechism itself or like the Catholic Answers radio show or like listening to David Andrews and Called to Communion, if one of those things would be helpful to you because you want your relationship with them to be one of peace, of understanding, of interest, and even curiosity. You could be curious instead of arguing uh, when they're doing something that you know is opposed to Catholics or if they make a comment, you know, that you can respond somehow with love, with goodness, with truth. And, you know, if they criticize something of the Catholic Church, um, you could apologize for it in a way, but just remind them that, you know, it's it's good to be open to the church that Jesus founded, you know, or you could bring up a, a, a scripture and just say, you know, it's interesting that you maybe criticize the Catholic Church that it isn't social enough, but it's not here for socialization. Um, let's look at this scripture that says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his, his blood, you will not have life within you. Um, you might get that Catholic Answers book, Spirit of, or Pillar of Fire, Pillar of Truth, is a short uh, pamphlet might even be a download by now. Uh, might be a free download. I used to get them by the hundreds and pass them out. And, and Pillar of Fire, Pillar of Truth is from by Catholic Answers, and it goes through each sacrament and shows the the scriptural basis that proves that that sacrament was instituted by Jesus Christ. So I'd say that um, the other thing you want to do is to befriend them when we're trying to be bring people back to the church it's by our virtue our friendship and those gifts of the holy spirit like wisdom and understanding you know that you can share with them so maybe stay off the topic for a while do something with them that that interests them if they like you know hiking or crafting or mountain climbing or um, going to the coffee house and try to have conversations with them that are not antagonistic, that don't bring up religion, so that you build and, and bind a somewhat of a friendship with them that they see, okay, this is, you know, he's a reasonable person. Matthew is just not a fanatic. He's a normal person, and he does care. And then do random acts of kindness, little nice things, send them things. Send them little scripture verses, maybe in an email or a text of things that you both agree on. 
to say, oh yeah, I bet we both love this line in the Psalms. So you've got a connection with him in his uh, lapsed Catholic, Protestant, uh, perfect faith um, attitude that he'll share those things with you. So he'll see that you understand that where he's coming from and that there is a lot that you have in common. And then when you start sending him those scriptures, a lot of them can be right in the Mass, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth is full of your glory, or parts of the Our Father, things that are going to trigger his mind from when he did practice the Catholic faith, when you're sharing various scripture verses that are inspiring for that day. So that's a way to make a connection with him, and then connect him to other um, organizations, like, as I mentioned, Catholic Answers and their Catholic Answers radio show, called The Communion on EWTN Radio with David um, Anders, and uh, and then maybe get them, uh, or ask some questions of them, and say, well, what do you understand about this? Because this is what the Catholic Church teaches, and I'd like to hear what you think that's different, and get them a, a UCAT, the Youth Catechism, because that's easy question and answers. There, there are two youth catechisms, one more for children with pictures in it, and the other one that was given out in Germany at World Youth Day under uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. So get them a copy of the UCAT, or get the Big Catechism if they're intellectuals and want to take the big theological approach. Get them a copy of the Big Green Catechism, and just bring up something once in a while and, and, and acknowledge that they have a different idea, and then ask them what they think of this, and and carry on civil conversations rather than arguments. So befriend them, love them, uh, discuss other things of interest, give them third-party resources. And then bring up ideas in the catechism and see what they're thinking about it. And then pray and fast, as Marie had said, and uh, they will be brought to the truth. Have confidence in God and his love. I hope that helps you. That was a lot, I know, Matthew, but thanks for the call. All right, it's time for our break. We'll be back with more of Mass Appeal right after this message. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, weekdays on Ave Maria Radio. People have this false notion that after the Supreme Court came out with, of course, Roe v. Wade and gave us abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy, that all of a sudden, all of these regulations were put into place. When all of these independent abortion facilities popped up all over the country when Planned Parenthood started opening its doors and doing abortions legally after 1973, that it was always so safe and wonderful. And they believe this because they don't see these stories about the botched abortions, the women who have lost their lives, the women who have been violated because their information has been tossed out in the street with the garbage and the medical waste, not to mention the fact that the regulations that are on the books are not even enforced, and rarely are these facilities inspected, and yet people think that they're so safe. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, weekday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. A couple of weeks into the COVID-19 lockdown, I was getting anxious. I realized my feeling of being unsettled was more than just wanting to get out of the house. I had stopped my daily rosary and chaplet that I was doing during Lent, and I realized that it had something to do with it. I also was spending way too much time on social media, and my Chaldean temper began to flare at the news stories and commentaries as it related to keeping abortion clinics open while other businesses had to close. During a time away from the world, you can meditate. During a time of discernment, you could talk to God. Ask Him how He wants you to grow from a particular experience. Ask Him what He wants you to learn. There's so much unknown in a crisis and often throughout life. This is the time we remind ourselves that God is in control 
and our trust is in Him. So go ahead and ask Him, Dear Lord, what are you asking of me today? This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, life coach, author, speaker, mom, wife, here to help you. And if you want to learn more about my work, you can go to my website at respect the number four, the letter U, dot com, respect for you dot com. If you want to hear this show again, you can go to the archives of Ave Maria Radio, um, or you could, the, this particular show will be posted on my Respect for You website under radio. The, just the very last show is there, but if you want older archives, go to AveMariaRadio.net in the archives. Okay, we've got a couple more callers, but we can only maybe take one of them. Maureen from California, listening on Sirius XM 130. Good morning, Maureen, and thanks for for calling you wanted to share a success story great tell us what Hi. what good happened go ahead good morning colleen thank you for what you do you're you're wonderful um i wanted to share quickly that two of my four children the adult children um <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> have found their way into alcoholics anonymous and uh 28 and 22 years old and um it's been a result, I know, Mama Mary and my tears and mm. fasting and daily daily mass and um, just just amazing, the answered prayer that has come. And I know we only have today, but today those, those young adults who, it was a difficult time as a single mom raising them, they mm. found their way and... Um, and anyway, that it's we had a sober Christmas, and I've been blessed with 33 years of sobriety, and it was a beautiful, beautiful mm. time. Mm. Just the power of prayer, the power of prayer and fasting. I ditto, ditto. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and 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 quick. I know. I know. We have to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. I have uh, a family member that I believe is fully initiated Catholic. If that means, I don't know, do you have to have confirmation to be fully initiated? But um, she's getting married to another Catholic outside of the Catholic Church, and it's my understanding that that is scandalous for me to attend. Mm -hmm. But I just want to know, do they have to be fully initiated? If they're not, they haven't received their confirmation, but -hmm. they've received communion. Does that mean I can go? I I just, I'm, I'm really... I really want to know what I don't know, if you can help me. All right. I think that the, um, I heard that you don't have to be confirmed, but many uh, churches want your confirmation certificate. So that might be, it might vary from diocese to diocese. So um, I live in the Chicago Archdiocese, and I didn't know that you didn't have to be confirmed before you're married. So somebody can correct us on that if we're wrong. Um, So if this, what you want to do is do everything you can to encourage them to get married in the church. And um, I just worked with a couple, a local couple, about that, just encouraging them to do that, put them in touch with the right people by reminding them of the graces. Just earlier in the show, we talked about the graces of baptism. The graces of matrimony are absolutely necessary and amazing. 
that wherever, if you decide to get married outside of the church, that place is not going to help you like Holy Eucharist will help you, like regular confession will help you, like the, the graces of the sacrament of matrimony will help you. So I would first do everything I can to convince them to get married in the Catholic Church. And even if the, for example, they have a wedding set up and it's at some venue or a beach or something like that, ask them to have their Catholic marriage uh, the night before. They can take their vows in a small ceremony or in a morning mass and take their vows there and or have another wedding, you know, or do it the day after. I mean, they can still have the, the marriage blessed even if they have something big set up somewhere else. But first choice would be to get them to uh, and, and, and explain to them why we need the graces of the sacrament of matrimony. And most of the time they'll come around because they just didn't understand it or didn't get it or were just so wrapped up with having a wedding that they forgot about the sacrament. So if you have any... Right, right. I have a question with regards to, you know, it it seems like a lot of young people don't even want anything to do with the Catholic Church anymore. Mm -hmm. and, And they just have no intention of even going to do that. Mm-hmm. Type of, uh, you know, making the effort to do that. Right. In that regard. Okay. All right. In that regard, it is uh, is important for us to do what we can do as a godmother, as an aunt, as a mother, as a grandparent to educate them in the faith and introduce them to the faith as well as we can in a very kind and loving way. It's not going to help by us telling them they're wrong, but it'll help by us educating them in the truth and praying and fasting. Thanks for the call. This is Colleen Kelly Mast reminding you to be Christ to others. Bring his love into the world this year. Mast Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net or Mass Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective.